So, um, in the keys, removing every trace of uh, being more a heterol atzmo. That's the main the main yitzhara in the keys is being more a heterol atzmo. Saying to yourself, "Oh, this is this is fine. It's okay. Um, it probably should be mutter." So we're moving on now to machalos, uh, questionable machalos. Who is her machalos? That's the third category. So we've been through gezel, we've been through arias. Now we're starting the third main category, which is hamachalos. Bein be'inyan hatrefus atzmum, as uh, Ben pointed out, there are certain things that are assumed to be not good, but the truth is that uh, we, we might be surprised by, by all sorts of things that people think to themselves. So, trephus um, means animals that were not shechted properly. Bein be'inyan ta'arovo sehem, a admixture of um, something a little insignificant, you know, they, uh, I'll check the ingredients, right? There's people that, that, that actually do, they check the ingredients. Disregarding the fact that anything below 2% in the ingredients does not need to be listed. Anything does not make up 2 or more percent of the content does not need to be listed, okay? Which means if it makes up a little bit less than 2%, it's actually still more than one in shishim, and it's not bottle bishishim, number one. Number two is that even if it is less than 160th, it's still not bottle bishishim if it contributes in any sort of a significant way to the flavor, which is why usually it's put in there to begin with, right? So usually what we mean is if some little piece of garbage, some dust, some, some dirt fell in, whatever it is, right? They care less about it. You don't want this thing in there. Then it'll be bottle bishishim. But guess what? The scientists... Uh, you know, in the laboratories, figuring out exactly how much that little bit of bacon, you know, adds, goes a long way to you know, give that flavor to the ice cream or whatever it is, right? So, um, so yeah, so Tyrovus, Bain, Bain Bosser Vacholov, which is extremely no gay in the kitchen, people um, kind of wave things away. Oh, Hail of Adam. And uh, forbidden fats, blood, the Indian bishuli goyim. Now, now these are extensions. These are already not, um, you know, not an isra deraisa. Isra derabonon to have food that a non-Jew cooked. The Indian gilui goyim and the filth that is, you know, the, the filthy vessels uh, that are used for non-kosher food. To use non-kosher vessels, yain, and, and, this, uh, and this is extremely, extremely relevant. We'll talk about this, but yain nesichem v'stam yainem. So yain nesichem, pretty uncommon nowadays to find wine that a non-Jew did libations with um, to an idol, right? That, although you know, perhaps it happens in like a Catholic church or something, but. Um, but something much more common is Tam Yenim, which is a, which is actually this week's Parsha. Right? The Midrash, the Pirkei de Rebbe Eliezer says, and Pinchas picked up a Romeach, the end of last week's Parsha, but carrying over to this week's Parsha, right? It's called Parsha's Pinchas because of what he did. So Romeach, says Pirkei de Rebbe Eliezer, is Osios Cherem. He made a Cherem on Stam on the on non-Jewish wine. 
and it was exactly because of what ha- of, of what happened of the uh, intermingling and and everything it led to as a result of it. So you're talking about uh, extremely ancient Hiram. Um, then uh, we could talk. We could go into more at length. It was this battle that was reestablished again. Um, there was this battle by Ezra. There was this battle again. They reestablished by Hill finally, permanently. Um, but Stam Yenim is an important topic to discuss. Be aware of uh, Ben. You remember you and I were at a Hasana, right? And uh, there were non-Jewish waiters all over the place, walking around, moving people's bottles, picking them, <laughs> right? Um, we were protecting them. That's right, Ben. Ben. Uh, what was it? Was it was not Mavushal? We'll talk. We'll talk about it. We'll talk okay. about it. It, it was not Mavushal. It would be. If it would be Mavushal, then there would be no problem. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, then you have that same issue with Jewel. How do they talk to the wines and a Jewel? They double sealed. Okay. Yeah. Hmm? Right. They double sealed. Right. They double sealed. <laughs> The wine within the bottle. The wine. The wine is double sealed. Yes. Call Ela Hanikius Bohem Sarik Dikto Gadol Vitsarich Chizuk. So again, the Ramchal is not talking to you know people living in Buffalo Grove, right? Who is he writing this to? He's writing this to very, very from people, probably with long payers, right? And yet he's saying these things, which you know, seemingly, you know, Ben thought he was saying a spoiler by saying, hey, you know, Trey Food is, is us, right? But everybody knows that, right? And yet, and yet, the, these things need chizuk, right? It's, they need diktu, gadol, and chizuk. So dikta gadol is carefulness. I mean, there's two different parts over here. Dikta gadol means that I don't even realize, I have to be careful. I don't realize there's something wrong over here, right? I have to be scrupulous. So double check. You know how many times in the Eretz Yisrael, my wife would come home from Makolot in a Haredi neighborhood with a product that she had bought so many times, and then afterwards she would look, and it doesn't have a hexha. Wow. This particular badge that they ran... In Israel? In, in, in Israel. Really? In, yes. Wow. This, this badge that they ran was not with Ashgacha. Wow. wow. A product that usually has Ashgacha. Huh? Um. Or a product that you're you, you used to buying, and Ashgacha, and, and they pulled their Ashgacha for, the, for, for six months, because they were, uh, my, um, my wife's... Sister, so I guess my sister-in-law makes mm-hmm. it. So, so her husband uh, is a greenhouse. So uh, his his father runs the Kadasia, a major hexer organization in London. So he said, you will not believe how many times a year they yank hexer from different food producers who try to play tricks. Right? So as simple as just checking the hexer on the food. That's, I mean, that's, that's just a little bit of diktuk, wow. right? But a lot more with bugs. You know, you know, you know, diktuk requires them with bugs in your vegetables and in your fruits. That, that's number one. How much diktuk a person has to, has to take with the food. 
But number two is the chizuk. Because even if you understand what's going on, like we said before, right, there's gonna be there's gonna be a tremendous pressure. Social pressure, Yitzhahara pressure, desire, you spend the money, you can talk about the hefsa. person made a hefsa, you invested, you bought, right? And now what? Now what am I supposed to do with this thing, right? You got it as a gift. All sorts of questions like this. So person needs to really uh, and, and the two play together very much. It means well, anyway, I'm not so interested in hearing the answer, so I won't be medactic, and it'll be okay. Right? So, I mean, you're, you're supposed to, it's, it's something that's hard to figure out. Right? Every piece of food that we eat, I mean, nowadays, there's so many different parts to go into it. Every recipe has so many different things. It's so very, very complicated. Right? And, um, and we anyway have a Yitzhahara not to want to examine it carefully because we don't want to find out that the food that we bought or the thing that we want to buy or the thing that's on the menu or the thing that was gifted to us is actually something that we should not be eating. Kiyesh. So now he's going to list why this is so difficult. Number one, Yesh Taivas Halev Hamisave B'machalim HaTovim. Number one, I want to eat it. Very simple. It's, this is yummy. I like to eat it. So that already makes a tremendous prejudice, a bias. Number two, Chesron Kiss. This is, you know, how much money went into the, you know, how much money, you know, the, the lamb that I put into this chon, you know, how much it costs, right? Um had Tarovis. Now, specifically, this is specifically problematic with the Tarovis. Tarovis is, you know, you have a huge amount of things, a huge quantity, and some little tiny thing fell in there, and now you got to throw out, throw out the entire thing. Or, you know, go, go try reselling it on eBay, you know, like... Um, and other such challenges. So there's an entire aspect of smicha called Isra Vaheter, right? So there's lots and lots of halacha to know, and it's uh, very relevant. Some of the, I mean, can I get into it? Uh, I, I don't know. Okay, this part. I may, maybe I won't say this part out loud. If, if you if you feel you're being didactic and your cashers afterwards, come talk to me afterwards. We'll, we'll reveal a very scary truth about the cashers industry. Um, so vehamekel behem. I'm sorry. You say not for now. <laughs> Privately, we'll talk about it private. Vahamekel Bahem, Bumokum, Sha Amru Lahachmir. And this is an interesting turn of phraseology. So, someone who's lenient in, this, in the place that the sages say should be Machmir. Because he didn't say something that is awesome. With Kashrus, it's, it's, it's tricky. There are, there are Hatarium that one could. There are often heterium what could rely on. And Mitzai Shani, you know, you're playing with fire. So, rather than saying someone who's going to be 
you know, like by, let's say by Gezel, right? He spoke about someone who takes stuff that they shouldn't be taking, right? Or by Arias, spoke about Avak uh, Arias, right? Here he's saying an interesting thing, saying someone who's lenient, not someone who, you know, eats something that's totally not kosher. Right? Someone who's lenient in the place that the sages said you should be stringent. This person is doing nothing but destroying his own soul. It's a pretty heavy language. Okay. Now, specifically, Nermchal is about to explain to us now that this is because the food that we eat really defines who we are. It makes up who we are. The, the Rabbeinu Bachei by by explaining why we don't eat certain animals, right? Uh, There's easier to understand. Is the Rabbeinu Bachi says because they have they have certain. Um, it, 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 the reason is because Hashem said not to. But but a time for it, a time for the mitzvah, something to help us to connect to the mitzvah, is for example from the animals. If you notice, the animals that we do eat uh, tend to be herbivores. The animals that we don't eat tend to be carnivores. There are no carnivores that are kosher to eat. Right? Why is that? Because carnivores in English is just carnivore. It eats uh, meat, right? But in Hebrew, what's a carnivore? How do you call a carnivore? Um, okay, Torah, but even more... Uh, a chaya what? Chaya huh? Chaya Evil animals, right? In the Torah is... Torah is a type of a thing. It's 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 a grab. It's a bite, right? But but it's a high raw. It's a it, it's an evil animal, right? Meaning this is an animal that makes its parnasa by 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 killing other animals, right? Now of course this is their nature. We don't mean to say that they're making uh, a negative decision. It's not that this animal, all of, the entire species is, is like that. But but the, nonetheless, it speaks to a mida of of uh, tremendous aggression and. Uh, and uh, you know, destroying you know, the way that it lives is through the destruction of something else. Right? Now, at this point, usually someone. Oh, oh Josh, asking a question. Go ahead, Josh. Ask the question. Am I guilty of the same thing? <laughs> Both in the realm of the animal and the plant. Even by vegetarians, they're killing something that's living. I mean, maybe by certain fruits you can get away with the fact that you're only eating a portion of it, but by many plants you're consuming the whole thing. Josh, what can I, tell, what can I say? You're an animal. In good company, I guess. But we spoke about this? No. Chazal say, the Gimon Chulun says, that an Am Haaretz should, should preferably not eat meat. A person of the land. Why is that? So the morale explains because really he's not very different from the animals. So he doesn't have moral ground to eat them. Right? The way the reason why take a note. The reason why we eat animals, we can say it one of two ways. One is the way the way the morale explains it, is that on our spiritual level that we are everything uh, like you, Josh was pointing out, plants also are alive, maybe. Right? Um, okay. Uh, I mean, min- minerals even exist. Maybe you shouldn't eat, eat salt. You look, the salt, it was so beautiful, these crystals, the way they were growing, 
Uh, right? And now that you're breaking him with a hammer and you're de- devouring this. Right? So what, what, what is it? So existence, all existence is relative to something else. The reason why life is valued more than just inanimate objects is because it's a higher state of existence. And smokhim, uh, animal uh, plants that grow, right, are one level of quote-unquote life, but it's not as high of a level of life as is an animal, a misnoeia, something they can think, they can move, they can go, that has a rutsan, has a desire, it has, it has uh, emotions, right? And that's why herbivores are very nice, cute animals. We don't call them highest rose. They're good, right? Even though they're devouring these cabbage leaves, you know, chewing them up, right? That's not called evil in any way, shape, or form. And so too for us, that on, on our level, that we are a true life, right? That we're able to contemplate the Creator, so they don't really, are not really alive compared to us. That's one way of saying it. The other way of saying it is on the contrary, that we are taking them from their low level of existence, of not really being alive compared to us, and elevating them to becoming in- integrated into us, and becoming part of us, and becoming uh, actually a higher state of existence, a higher state of life. Whereas a higher raw is, is on the same level as a, the deer at Bambi, and yet is devouring the Bambi, right? That is inappropriate. But why couldn't we Why is your blood redder than it? Why what? couldn't we eat them if we're on a higher level than them? So Rabbeinu Bachir says, exactly, thank you for the segue. So Rabbeinu Bachir says that, that they, having these um, very bad traits of being mean, aggressive, ruthless, all those, all those bad traits, so by eating them, you can internalize those traits and you can yourself begin to display those traits. Again, it's a tam. It's not the reason. The reason is because Hashem said so. But a tam, that's what Rabbi Nubachi says. Um, now, obviously, that's just glaring with, uh, with, you know, with carnivores, with highest rows. But, uh, you know, or let's say with filth eaters, right? Shrimp or, or, or lobster or whatever it is. They literally eat the excrements of the ocean, right? So you, you eat those. You know, guess what that, you know, what kind of a... <laughs> Yeah. Right, exactly. Right. You just have to like with a with a toothpick scoop out the stuff in the back of along the shrimp if you know what I mean. That that brownish stuff. (laughs) Right? So um okay. So okay, so we'll we'll actually start this paragraph from the top of the kach. Everyone could please please mark your spot.